I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sam Hardiman is the City Hall and politics reporter for, of course, the Commercial Appeal. He's on Twitter at Sam Hardiman. Kind enough to join us now. All right, I guess, Sam, let's just start here. Just how big of an ask is this? I mean, in the terms of... I told Mark at the beginning of the show, ambitious feels like the word to me, but you have a better sense of the reality of this project. When you think about it, what, how, what kind of what comes to mind? I think, Jeffrey, uh, ambitious is fair. At the same time, I don't think it is out of the realm of possibility in terms of you are assigning probabilities to this. I think a significant amount of what the Strickland administration is asking for from Nashville will likely come down the pipe. Um, the, the the part the biggest part of this that biggest unknown is how much cash just straight cash is the state of Tennessee going to be willing to give um, Memphis and essentially Memphis taxpayers three hundred fifty million is a heck of a lot of money. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if you know as we go through the legislative session, which starts in January, so we're still well ahead of that, that that number gets pared down some, and we start to maybe hear some further funding sources locally that would maybe make up the difference. But in terms of one big piece of the ask, which is the city is essentially asking for the revenue sources that pay the debt on the FedEx form now. These things exist. They are paying the debt as we speak. Um, The city is essentially asking for those to be extended for 30 years, and those would be major pieces of the FedEx form renovation. And I look at those requests. And I don't see them as a very big lift at all. This is money that the city would essentially isn't giving the state already because of FedEx form and for 30 further years would not be giving back to the state. And so I, I think that to, to come back to the roundabout answer here, I think ambitious is fair, but definitely very practical and possible in large part. Okay, so I guess now let's start with in your story, it says none of this would be possible without the state going through the big surpluses that, of course, from Jim Strickland. Forgive my ignorance, but where is the surplus coming from? Was this a, a stimulus from from COVID? Like, I, I am curious. Like, w- w- if a surplus to me implies like there is cash on hand, and you've mentioned that Bill Lee has even said, "Well, we do have money," so now it's kind of picking of the projects. Where does the surplus actually come from? Sure. So, um, and you know, I, I want to be clear here that I'm not an expert in uh, what are U.S. Treasury rules in terms of yeah. COVID aid, and those are restricted. I, I don't think COVID aid and what's been sent to the state uh, would be doing it here. There, there are clear restrictions on those dollars. The city, you know, for example, has received about a quarter of a billion dollars in COVID aid. Um, it's spent a lot of it on public safety and a lot of it on, on other things. And so, and I said quarter of a billion, I, I mean it. Um, that, uh, 
And so I don't think it's coming from, but, um, and I don't have the exact surplus on hand in front of me, but the state for some time now, I think the past two years, and I could be mistaken, has collected more revenue than it's spent. And, you know, Governor Bill Lee, uh, Speaker Cameron Sexton, you know, it becomes part of the talking point of, you know, this is, you know, fiscal conservatism in Tennessee, and that's why we have, you know, a great rainy day fund, we have great bond rating, et cetera. So, you know, in general, the state of Tennessee's economy has largely recovered from COVID-19. It's also a robust and growing economy. I mean, Memphis is actually the largest piece of that economy, Shelby County in particular. So in, in some ways, I think the Strickland administration regards some of the money that they're asking for is money that was generated in Memphis and would be returning to Memphis. I don't know if they would say that, but that certainly is, is true. So I, I think the surplus largely comes from what is being collected broadly, and, and we're not talking about federal COVID dollars here. Interesting. That's interesting stuff, Sam. We're talking to Sam Hardiman. He covers politics, City Hall, all sorts of stuff for the commercial appeal. He uh, broke the story earlier today about the Memphis big ask for stadiums. Uh, Great he, scoop, by the way. Yeah, uh, Simmons. It's it applies to renovations of FedEx Forum, renovations of Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium, and a brand new soccer stadium that would. Uh, that would replace Mid-South Coliseum. I believe Jim Strickland said in his city council meeting, in the city council meeting day, it would incorporate mm. some portions ah, of, of Mid-South Coliseum. Pay tribute. Um, and then enhancements as well to AutoZone Park. We'll keep the, the column up. The, the soccer stadium part was the one that kind of caught me by surprise because we kind of knew FedEx Forum renovations were coming. We'd known, you know, the university and the city publicly announced the Simmons Bank Liberty stadium renovations that they wanted to to do uh last spring um but i had not heard anything about a brand new soccer stadium and when we were ranking like our priorities i kind of ranked it at the bottom but i'm curious sam what you what in your conversation with mayor strickland what what did you glean about you know the the soccer stadium aspect of the of this because that feels like the newest thing if you will yeah, I mean, it certainly took me by surprise. Um, I, you know, I knew going into my meeting with the mayor yesterday, we sat down and we, we went over this entire proposal and I was floored. I said, I think the words I said were holy cow, uh, when I saw the, the presentation about replacing the Mid-South Coliseum. You know, what I would glean is, you know, hey, first of all, 901FC is doing quite well this year. It's becoming more and more of a fabric of, uh, the sports community in this town. And the city has invested a tremendous amount of money already into Liberty Park, which is what we call the old Mid-South Fairground, and would be obviously investing a tremendous amount of money into Simmons Bank, Liberty Stadium, or the state would presumably be, as well as they would be for this 901 FC stadium. And then we already have the youth sports complex, which already exists and will open shortly, um, just to the essentially to the west of uh, where the Mid-South Coliseum is now and this soccer stadium is. So, I think the city looks at a soccer stadium on Liberty Park as part of an entire piece of that development. And I think the under maybe reported aspect of the story thus far is, you know, the city also sees that stadium as being able to seat 15,000 people for concerts, right, with, with stadium seating on the, on the field, you know, when you're not playing soccer. And so I think that this is a high priority for them at the same time, it is a minor league soccer team and, you know, right now we're talking about a, you know, large uh, school trying to get into a Power 5 con- conference, and we're talking about an NBA franchise trying to secure, you know, money for substantial renovations to FedEx Forum. So I think, 
you know, I don't know, and the city hasn't told me a hierarchy of these things, but if push came to shove, I would guess 901 FC would be the one to fall on the cutting room floor. But at the same time, I think the Strickland administration would love to see Liberty Park have more events than just football at Simmons Bank, Liberty Stadium. You also included in your story that the NBA, the Grizzlies, they've all been working with the city on this proposal to to FedEx form. You also mentioned, like other renovations throughout the NBA, it wouldn't force the Grizzlies to relocate for uh, a temporary time to while they fix the arena. Do we do we have like a timeline on when they would start that process? Because that does seem like a pretty big undertaking. Yeah, absolutely. I don't have a firm construction date yet. The mayor told me yesterday that he expects, and he reiterated to the council today, that he expects the, the Grizzlies to have some sort of engineering plan sometime later this year. I mean, obviously, there are only two months left in this year, really like a month and a half, I guess, or two and a half months. And so that would that would mean soon that we at least have engineering plans, right? Sure. Um, you know, the, the, the forum project is expected to be complete by 2026. I think when we're talking about, you know, projects that are that far in the future, 2026, you know, could become 2027, et cetera. And, you know, I, I don't know how quickly we're going to move on that for certain. And, you know, but the, as, as Mark said, this has been in the works for a long time. You know, I think the last time I was on your show, we were talking about a story I wrote about that was essentially previewing this. That, that this was in the works, that there were serious discussions. And, you know, throughout the summer, really the early fall here, I've been working my sources, and they were telling me essentially, look, it's coming, and, and here it is. And so I think today we got the firmest, and not that it was really in doubt, and I don't think anyone really felt it was in doubt, but this is definitely the firmest sign we've ever seen that the Grizzlies are likely to be in Memphis really, you know, permanently. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, I'm curious. We got the news yesterday out of Nashville that, you know, I, I guess it still needs to go through their city council, but ultimately they've figured out the funding for that new domed stadium in Nashville for the Titans. And it's, you know, they're going to get $500 million in bonds from the state. Um, and then I believe the Titans are kicking in $800 million themselves. And then the rest will probably be through different tax incentives other, yeah, and sales funny. tax stuff. Uh, but obviously this had been in the works for, you know, it wasn't like the, the announcement happened yesterday and Jim Strickland's like, I'm going to city council today to to announce my plan to remember But I'm curious in the grand scheme of things, because that national stadium's been in the works as well for a while. How much did that factor into how the city approached this, you think? Uh, that's a, I think that's a really good question, and I'll answer it in two ways. I think that the city is obviously, and this isn't news to anyone, very well aware of what's happening in Nashville. At the same time, the Strickland administration largely, you know, almost always while I've been covering them, which has been four years now, they dot their I's and cross their T's before they do anything else. The, the announcement yesterday was coincidence essentially, mm-hmm. what happened in Nashville with the city coming to the city council today and being willing to release this news. Um, I asked the mayor yesterday about the $500 million in bonding capacity that had been given to Nashville, and I said, is there you know, some sort of equitable you know, belief that the city has that you know, because Memphis and Nashville are similarly sized cities, Nashville is getting X and the city should get Y? 
and he smiled at me, and he's he's very nimble in terms of dodging a question, and he, and he said, essentially, our request stands on its own. And, you know, this is a, a product, I would say, and, and the fact that the governor has already been briefed on this would, would tell you from from the city administration, they, they've briefed him, would tell you, like, this is part of the long game that the Strickland administration has been playing, which has been building relationships in Nashville with people that are of the opposite political party of Jim Strickland, and they agree and disagree on certain political points, but really of, of building a relationship and really trying to change the perception of the city in the eyes of, of legislators and the chief executive of the state. And in a large part, they've done that. All right, I know you've got to go, so I'll, I'll kind of wrap it up this way. How big of a fight does it become from here? Fight how? So, you know, I assume now it's going to, with the leg, state legislature and whatnot, like because it does seem like, you know, I, I'm with Mark, and we're having to speculate a little bit, but it, you know, included in your story is that, that the mayor, or bigger pardon, the mayor had briefed the governor and, on... And legislative leaders. And legislative leaders. So I got to imagine, like, at least it was somewhat receptive. Otherwise, I don't know if you maybe... And I admit, I'm speculating. I wouldn't think that you would uh, make this grand of a proposal, but, you know, Nashville's still got a fight, at least with their own city. How big of a fight does it become kind of from here now that the proposals at least, at least at least been, it's been made public? Um, I would say I wouldn't expect fight. I would expect more work. You know, I would imagine the mayor and his staff, uh, you know, go down the highway quite a bit to Nashville. Yeah. And they did that a ton last year when they were lobbying for truth and sentencing, which is just longer prison sentences. Um, I would expect that that pace would, uh, would even quicken. And that, you know, the mayor said to me yesterday, and you'll see this in an article on commercialappeal.com later today or tomorrow, that we will be working every legislature every legislator. And I, and I would expect that to happen. But in terms of a fight, I don't know. I, I'm not certain here locally where the opposition would come from. And I, and I guess it would depend on are there people in Nashville, and by Nashville I mean the broader Tennessee General Assembly yeah. who you know are from all around the state, that don't want Memphis to have this. And that's an interesting question, and, and we will see. But I don't think right now there is a clear opposition on the horizon. And like I said at the top before he let me go here is, is that the sales tax rebate that currently funds the debt on the on FedEx form that the city is asking for extension, the car rental tax that currently funds the debt on the FedEx form the city is asking for an extension for, right? Those in, the, in, a, in a raise in the hotel motel tax, which is what the Titans are also getting to help pay some of these bonds, I don't see those as very large lifts yeah. in the sense that yeah. they are things that already exist. And so I think the component of this around FedEx form, I would, I would wager as much safer and almost even could be baked into the cake at this point Compared to, I think, the Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium cash, I think the 901 FC replacement stadium replacing um, Mid-South Coliseum, I think those are the places where there can be uncertainty and there should be uncertainty at this point. But I, I see the FedEx Forum piece of this is pretty far down the track simply because these are just extending existing funding streams for the existing arena. Sam, we really appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. Good story. Thanks, y'all. Take care. Thanks, Sam. All right, so now that we've talked to him, I think I think the most optimistic aspect is Sam even acknowledged, hey, it's ambitious, but it doesn't seem far-fetched. And I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but I thought that was Yeah. No, I mean that well, was encouraging. Of course I mean, at the same time, if the mayor's coming sure. out with this plan and yeah. saying, hey, I'm coming but presenting this plan, it's far-fetched, but I'm presenting this plan. Like ultimately the reality is But Sam's got see- sources other than No, no yeah, I agree. Yeah. But let he mentioned the General Assembly. Yeah. History suggests Yeah. 
even if there maybe isn't a good reason to withhold something from Memphis, history suggests sometimes they find a way to withhold something from Memphis. Yeah. I mean, that's the part I worry about is like you're asking for $350 million in cash from a legislative, like a, a general assembly that, frankly, the majority of the people who are, you know, who are in it are not going to use these facilities. They don't, they're not, you right. know, they're from other parts of the state. I guess, I guess I would bottom line it this way. I think over the past few years, the single biggest concern is what happens to the Grizzlies. I feel more safe, more secure that the Grizzlies are going to be in Memphis for most of my lifetime because this feels like the, the last big hurdle was these renovations. Well, you know, I mean, it only took 20 years to need new renovations now. There's yeah, just, and, 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 <laughs> you know. But I will say this. I think the NBA is aware of one of the struggles that it has in terms of a sport is that it doesn't have the history that I think the other sports do. And they don't have like legacy franchises or they don't have as many. And I do think that it's aware of like they need to start building more roots because for a while it was this team would be somewhere for 10 years and move. And it, like that, that hurts building like fan bases over generations. We saw them keep the Sacramento Kings in Sacramento. And I think that was a very important aspect. Now, granted, they also got a brand new arena out of it, but. Mm-hmm. To me, this suggests more of the same that the NBA, I think, is aware of. Like, they need to try. It's why I think, in the end, like, relocation's not on the board. I think expansion happens for relocation because I think they understand the places that they have a market share in. They need to start building mm-hmm. more roots there. And this, to me, is very encouraging on that aspect. Yeah, I, hey, I, I am. And the soccer stadium looks awesome. I really hope it all happens. It, it'd be great for the city. They need to start selling these as prints. Well, it'll be great for the city. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.